0: Good morning, church family. This morning, I wanted to read passage from John 15, verses one through eight. So before I read it, I just wanna let you know, Jesus is teaching his disciples and he says, quote, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. showing yourselves to be my disciples. I, I really love this passage uh, for many reasons, but um, as we go through things, I want you to think about what stands out for you um, and what this passage means to you. So the first thing I notice is Jesus is divine. God is the gardener and we as followers of Christ Are the branches that he's referring to. In verse 2 it says, he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. All right, so gardening reference. (laughs) Um, So I did a quick Google search on the importance of pruning and found that it says, pruning removes dead and dying branches and stubs allowing room for new growth and protecting your property and passerby from damage. It also deters pest and animal infestation and promotes the plant's natural shape and healthy growth. Wow. (laughs) So if we think of ourselves as, you know, part of this process and Jesus is the vine, we are branches, you know, he's talking about pruning us to give us better growth. Uh, promoting our natural shape and healthy growth, using our natural gifts. Um, So my mother-in-law frequently talks about deadheading her flowers, which my boys think is just so funny. Uh, And that means removing the dead flowers, you know, from she's got lots of flowers planted all over, and she removes those dead ones so that new ones can grow. Uh, it allows more nutrients to get to the new buds instead of wasting those nutrients on the dying ones, the ones that aren't going to produce anything. Uh, You know, whether it's uh, flowers or, you know, whether it's vegetables or grapes, um, that's the kind of fruit we're talking about. So I think of myself as a branch, uh, one of the branches that he's talking about, Uh, with shoots or branches of my own, like relationships and career and goals and activities, hobbies, interests. And so I was thinking about when I was growing up, I wanted to be a psychologist. I read about it, um, knew somebody who was a psychologist and I knew I wanted to help people and I had a gift of being a good listener. But if I'm honest with myself and with you, I also wanted it for the kind of prestige and the importance that it carried. You know, I wanted to make my parents happy and to be proud of me. And and frankly, I wanted to feel important, you know, that my position and job mattered. Um, When I look back in my own life, I believe that God pruned branches in my life by closing doors or opportunities in the field. I did go through schooling, received a master's degree in clinical psychology. And although I had two outstanding internships in the field, which I really enjoyed, uh, some of the doors closed after that. And I was kind of led in a different direction. So we'll get back to that a little bit more in in a minute. So the second half of verse two says, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I believe that God gave me a gift of compassion and a heart to help others and saw it was fruitful, but could be even more so through my trust and reliance on him through our relationship. Uh, In 2007, Craig and I moved to Maryland with our sons. And within a few months, I got Lyme disease, eventually becoming a chronic illness, which greatly affected my life ever since. At my lowest point, I experienced long term and short term memory loss and other kind of major cognitive issues for a period of several years. Um, it was during these dark times, you know, when I had to leave the workforce, that's when I learned to trust God and rely on Him to care for me when I literally couldn't think straight and I didn't know what the future would hold for me. It was a really scary time. It was out of this time when I was turning to God regularly and and seeking him and asking him to use me, that he showed me how to be more fruitful for his kingdom, for others like me, others, you know, that were hurting and suffering. He used me and the gifts that he planted in me from the beginning to start a Lyme community and support those who like me, found themselves in a confusing and frightening world of chronic illness. Um, There's no real prestige there um, and no reason for me to brag on anything (laughs) uh, because that comes from God. But God has made me more fruitful in his kingdom to serve the suffering and the lost, not for my benefit, um, not so I could you know, say, oh, you know, look how great I'm doing, but this is for his benefit, and it brings me great joy to be a part of that. In verse 5, it says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is like a really powerful statement, and a whole sermon could be done just on this alone. We need God to prune us, to direct our branches to help us flourish. This is against what the world calls us. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to say um, we can do nothing without Jesus, nothing of like real eternal value, nothing that really counts. And it's against what the world calls us to do. It calls us to be self reliant, to do everything on our own. We don't need anybody else, to be independent. But in verse four, it says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So even though God gives us free will to do as we please, if we follow what the world says, we'll strive to do things all on our own. But he wants us to turn to him to bring him our troubles and fears, uh, our praises, uh, to trust and rely on him. So, big question is: how do we remain in him? What does that mean if you know we remain in him in the vine through the word and by having a relationship with him? And so I was thinking, you know, what are some ways? How 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 do we remain in him? So some of the ways that we can be nurtured and fed. Are through reading the Bible. I know it's daunting, um, but that's a direct route to know Him, and to focus on His promises and understand who He is and His truths. Uh, you know, I know it's tough because I I struggled with it myself. Like I know people who just read the Bible, read the whole Bible, cover to cover. I I just had I just struggled with it but you can engage in Bible study. Um, You can start with the Gospels and, you know, you know the stories, but start there and read the the Gospels. Another way is devotionals. Devotionals can help break down the word so that you're fed in smaller bite-sized pieces. And as you grow, you'll be able to take on more. Um, Good devotionals are based on scripture not looking for motivational quotes or speeches just to make you feel good, we will trust that his word will give us all we need for every situation. Uh, I love, love, love this Jesus Calling book. It is my favorite. It is biblically based and it is written as if Jesus was talking directly to you and to me. Uh, Sarah Young is the author. She's, she was a missionary who began listening with pen in hand and wrote whatever she believed Jesus was saying to her. Um, Actually, she would read the scriptures and then kind of listen. So many times I've prayed about fears, worries, healing, making decisions. And when I felt distant from God and I asked God to speak to me, and he does, again and again, he's answered me through this devotional and he's guided me. By the way, she wrote another devotional called Jesus Today, when she was going through a struggle with Lyme disease, which I thought was really interesting. Another way to remain in him is Christian music. What a way to hear God's words and let them wash over you, encourage you and fill you. I love our band. Um, The songs that they bring us each Sunday they're so meaningful, so heartfelt, and I love singing them, but what about the rest of the week? You know, we've got the whole, you know, rest of the week to the following Sunday. By accident in 2019, I actually stumbled upon K-Love 107.3 FM uh, radio station when my top 10 radio station suddenly turned into a Christian station. Uh, honestly. I have never been a Christian music fan. And frankly, I don't know why I kept listening, but then I started to realize that God was speaking to me through the music. The musicians were using his words from the Bible, and he was speaking into my life through the music. There's a current song called Sparrow by Corey Asbury that came to mind when I was reading this verse. And it's about God caring for us. And it says that a tree that is planted by the water isn't phased by the fire. So why should I be? And then the chorus is, because you take good care of me. Meaning that even when we go through trials, dark times, if we are in him, we know he's caring for us. Even if we're singed on the outside by the fires around us, inside we're still being nourished and cared for by him and by the way another great station is shine fm 95.1 i know my best friend listens to that one and there's several more out there and and i believe christian talk radio um another way we can remain in him there are a few apps out there to help provide a verse of the day delivered right to your phone yep (laughs) How easy could this be? You can go to your app store on your phone and type in Bible. The one that I I listen to and, and or many others kind of follow, it has a picture of a brown book and it says, Holy Bible. You can actually set it up for the best time of day to send your verse of the day to your phone. And now it even has a story version in which different pastors or guests read the verse and offer insight. It's usually just, you know, takes maybe three minutes, two, three minutes. Another free one in the app store is Lectio 365, L-E-C-T-I-O, which offers a morning and night devotional with prayer, scripture, digging in and praying out. Speaking of prayer, that is yet a really important way to remain in him be rooted in prayer, spending time with him daily, not just at the dinner table, not just before bed, all throughout the day, you have the opportunity to invite him in. Both long and short prayers have their place, but we can't expect to know God in a five minute segment every morning or at bedtime. We have to bring Him into our daily lives and allow him to breathe his peace, hope, comfort, and guidance into every aspect of it. He wants us to know him and to choose him. This reminds me of like a really fun interactive nativity set um, at Christmas that we brought out each year and did together with family and friends. It looked like this, and it was called What God Wants for Christmas, and it was this yeah, really neat set that we bring out, and it had these little nativity pieces. It offered seven presents um, that you opened as you went through the nativity story, and you read along. And it was building you up for to find out what God wants for Christmas. And it seemed like every year the kids would forget what was in the last box, like I think we all do at times. Until we reach that last box to find as we opened it and we pass it around to each person that it was a mirror. He wants us. Again, he gave us free will, but he wants us to choose him, to want to know him so that he can give us gifts to make us fruitful, to give us the desires of our heart. So will you make the time for him each day throughout the day? I know, I know, we have endless excuses. Um, There's never enough time in the day, whether you're at school, work, uh, wherever, there there just never seems to be enough time. But like my husband likes to say, excuses are like noses. Everybody's got one and they all smell. So thanks, Greg. (laughs) Uh, So to recap, some of the ways that we can remain in him through his word, the Bible, meditations, prayers, worship songs, Um, we get to know him and develop a two-way relationship with him. Jesus wants to be a part of your every day. Uh, When I prayed about this talk, I turned to February 12th in my Jesus Calling book, which said, I am ever so near you, hovering over your shoulder, reading every thought. People think that thoughts are fleeting and worthless, but yours are precious to me. I smile when you think lovingly of me. My spirit, who lives within you, helps you to think my thoughts. As your thinking goes, so goes your entire being. How wonderful to know that. Back to the verse for today. In verse 7, it says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. When we spend time with God, his words will give us direction, comfort us, alleviate our fears, bring us peace. You will automatically begin to hear his words in your mind when faced with all sorts of things. We need to remain in him if we desire to be fruitful. And when we do, others will recognize us as disciples of Christ. What a way to make disciples of others just by living your life in Jesus. Be encouraged and be blessed today, church family.